0: This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend, Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower, an add-on to an existing burn building or connex setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, From Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at affordabledrilltowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American fire service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service, organizations such as the Joey D. Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoce's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job So check them out, Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers. And let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter owned and operated business as well as a family run business. And that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand paint radio straps. I promise you it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good and so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather. There's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio platform and give him a little pluck and tell him keep up the good work. We need to support our firefighter owned businesses and especially family run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees. So again Ridgeway Leatherworks check him out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com and find him on all your social media channels. Hey everyone Jeremy National Fire Radio welcome back to the podcast today John Haddad Captain Frederick County Maryland Cap, thanks for joining me, buddy.
1: Absolutely. Good morning.
0: You know, I I should always hit the record button. Like, as soon as we hop on the the, uh, Zoom, we should just hit the record button. Because the conversation that happens long before you and I start recording officially, right? When I do that stupid intro. It's Jeremy. You know, (laughs) that, to me, is like some of the best conversation we have. And um, it's nice to catch up, you and I. Uh, Absolutely. I, you know, we were talking about what, where do we want to go today? What are we want to talk about? What topics, what about your career? All these things. And then you said, you know, I said, what gets your juices flowing? And you literally just said to me 30 seconds ago, you said, I love meeting new guys, like how we met. And I was like, that's cool. That makes for a great conversation, man. Makes for a great conversation. So first Probably off, thanks for the, sh- thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. You got it. We had a great, Encounter. It's one of a standout moments in six years of national fire radio for me that stands out as a department that has an unbelievable culture and people within that want more. They want to represent this job the very best they can. They welcome outsiders in with open arms. You guys opened up your doors to me on a whim. RJ reached out. I was talking with RJ and he says, come here. We want you to come here. We want to show you what we do. When you have guys and girls that are proud of their department and proud of where they come from, they
1: want to show it off. 1000% and it makes it easy. A captain
0: 15 years in Frederick County. It's a combination department. It's growing leaps and bounds. I know you guys have had incredible growth over the last few years, getting to know your story. Yeah.
1: Talk to me why
0: you're so proud to show off your department, man. It's a
1: cool department. Um, (laughs) We obviously, everyone uses the term growing pains and whatever since I've been there, and you just go through different phases of it of what the the hot button issues are or whatever, but lately the issue has been uh, so many new people, and is that really an issue? (laughs) Uh, There's a a gap in uh, years of service a little bit, um, but it's made us bridge that gap, and it's made them step their game up to fit in right away.
0: You have a foundation that calls for that, though. Right. Like do I, everywhere I travel, even this past weekend, I was up in Massachusetts and we're talking about, Oh, it's trending younger. We got all these young guys in the firehouse. We're losing experience. We don't have all these guys that are here that can teach the young guys, like all that same story everywhere you go. Right. Yeah. But when you have a foundation in place that calls for accountability, success, man, like your job, yeah. you're hiring like crazy you're putting guys on because you've increased staffing. You're growing yep. geographically, you're growing in size and population, you're putting you're getting more abilities through administration to put more people on, more staffing.
1: Yep, yep, funding is good, staffing is good, everything's improving by the day. Um yeah, it's just a cool time to be there and to watch things change by the month. Things are adapting. Um you're you're getting some guys with a couple years on that have more to show for their couple years with us than some people, other places with 10, 15, 20, and they're stepping up, they're instructing, they're loving it. They're not being forced to doing it. They're, they're getting into it. So, and it's effective. They're able to bridge that gap a little better than maybe the guys that have 15 years on trying to talk to the new guys. Like they went through an Academy more recently than I did. So maybe they'll be able to connect a little better.
0: You guys recognize that, which I think is so huge, right? Because we often get too caught up in, you know, hey, this guy, he's new. He's got nothing to offer yet. We got to take our time with him. We got to teach him and train him. Meanwhile, he's got, I mean, so much experience under his belt because he just went through the academy. He knows what he can do to share his insights, thoughts, experiences with that next class. And you guys as a department recognize that and want to promote that.
1: Yeah, the, um, there's something to be said for the information delivery like you're talking about when it's fresh in their mind as well too because they've just recently binged on it. And it may or not be brand new for them. They may have come from somewhere else. But either way, they're into it so much that their delivery of the information is going to hit a little better with them than it may if I was given it, if that makes sense.
0: It makes a ton of sense. And the fact that you guys recognize that and you're also willing to allow that to happen.
1: Yeah, 100%. Ego gets it, in the ego gets in the way, man. Yeah. A lot of fragile egos in the fire department, but <laughs> once you, uh, once you're able to find the balance and let the good ones, uh, run free, it, it takes shape on its own. I love that.
0: You were a big part of, uh, what, one of the last recruit classes, right?
1: Yep. Recruit class 31, a couple of years ago, uh, I got assigned to the Academy to do, uh, a class. And that was, uh, a pretty awesome experience. Start to finish. It's, uh, Obviously, a very structured academy. Um, So it's just cool to see them take shape um, and adapt with them because it's just as stressful for the recruit class commanders as it is the uh, recruits when they get there. We're figuring stuff out the same as they are um, and just going with it day by day.
0: Your program's pretty intensive. I know that. Yeah. Right. Frank Malta, I think, is is still Frank's still running the training academy there. Yeah. And he's been on the show before and his, um, you know, he's got uh, information on social media, which is a great page. Very, oh, yeah. very knowledgeable. A lot of great information that comes comes from him. Um, yep. When you have a tight program like that, how much room is there for deviation for you to tailor the program to the students that you
1: have? And is that important? It is very important. Um, I will say we have enough leeway as long as it's working and things are getting done. Uh, you, you stick to the program for sure, but uh, you can adjust the way things are given. Um, personalities will always play a role uh, between the recruit class and the management. But when you've got players, like you're saying, like Frank up above us um, and captain Webb was there at the time when everyone meshes and makes things easy. It's, plays itself out yeah did you want to yeah. go um it wasn't on my radar as a as a possibility at the time uh, I had a lot going on moving all this other stuff so it wasn't uh wasn't something I would have picked to do then but ultimately was very happy that it happened um because I'm not sure I would have got the opportunity to do it again so um learned a lot along with them. You come out of there feeling feeling pretty good about things uh, when you get to see a successful recruit class go through, and then obviously working with the guys in the field once you're back out there is awesome.
0: That's got to be so rewarding, right? So you dedicate, I mean, your academy is what, six months?
1: Yeah, usually, 28 weeks.
0: 28 weeks, and then those guys and girls hit the field, and then you get to see them flourish.
1: 1,000%, and that is typically what they do.
0: Because you have a program that's set up for success.
1: yeah, I feel like our our guys and girls um, when they come out of the academy are a lot more prepared to hit the street that day than other places if that makes sense. Um, we do a lot of real world training in our fire classes. Uh, we don't want it to be completely you know day one in the field. Okay, kid, let me show you the real way you do this. Uh, there needs to be a I understand there needs to be standards for them to pass the classes in X, Y and Z, but it shouldn't be that hard of a change. There should be a lot more real world stuff um, being taught. And I think we do a good job at that. So day one, I feel like they're a lot more prepared for the job than than some other places.
0: Such an issue in the fire service. We send people to the academy. We teach checking them boxes. checking boxes, in boxes. This is how we do it here. But I promise you, when you go back home, your guys are going to they're going to go all in on you and show you their way.
1: Yeah. Well, what happens if you got a turd <laughs> on your shift who uh, is given the position to lead you and doesn't take that?
0: That's 100 percent my point. Right. Like it is. I think when you can when you can put together your own academy class and you can maintain the control of the program. It's it's setting you up for much more success than if you're lumping guys into a county or state system and they all have to go play nice together. It becomes very vanilla, and you don't you don't get to to really teach in a way.
1: Yeah, you have to take the edge off of everything, mm. and then when you start losing discipline, you start losing attention, and you start losing detail, and you start everything. Everything starts to unravel, and it just uh, you can tell. By the product that's being produced when they graduate, if that was the case,
0: I love that you said that they they take the sharp edges off. Yeah, it's a great way to. I've never heard it said that way before. I love that analogy because when you round off edges edges, it yep. beca- it's it's safer. It's uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You you don't get to bump off of things here. It doesn't. Uh, not everything's soft.
0: That's cool, man. I love that. I, I'm making a timestamp note on that one. That's, I love that analogy because it, it, it obviously, it sets up a, a great visual of what exactly we're talking about here. Um, unfortunately, though, we do have academy setups now that departments have to farm their people out to a generic academy. Um, they go, they get the basics, quote unquote, and then we rely on our departments to teach and train them our ways. The problem is, like you said, you know, as eloquently as you say, what if you have a turd on shift? And I I agree. I think that, you know, I think it's an easy way to point the finger or pass the buck.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, you're you are giving them a, a roll of the dice when they graduate as to how they're going to end up versus setting them up for success and having them graduate being okay already. Because if they go out there and have one or two dudes that suck the motivation out of them, You've just impacted the rest of their career potentially, versus if you have one dude with a pretty good idea what's going on who takes him or her under their wing that kind of story writes itself at that point.
0: It's the luck of the draw. You got four yeah. kids that are coming back to your department and two go to this house, two go to that house and that captain's on, you know, that captain's aces and he's got uh, good senior guys. Uh yeah. even good junior guys that are willing to put the time into their people. Those two people have a much better success rate in in falling in love with the job and doing the job well versus the other two that are pushed to the side and and ostracized for being a new guy.
1: Yeah, shouldn't be a game of chance. That's not really what we're into. It shouldn't be a chain, a game of chance. It shouldn't
0: be a game of chance. That's going to be the title of the uh, podcast, unless you come out with something better than that. But that—that's a very good line. It should not be. It absolutely should not be. I think there's something very powerful in that statement. It should not be a game of chance. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair that we don't give our new people the same abilities across the board in a situation like that
1: yeah yeah um we're very fortunate there i know we're talking about um, comparing to other departments and sometimes the budget just isn't there or they're handcuffed by politics to do things the way they do it and it's not always their fault but if that's the case the guys in the field need to pick up that much more Mm. of the ball and it's not always possible
0: hundred percent. And then on top of that, administration should know where these new kids need to be. If you're a small, if you're a smaller department and you know, it just, it's just arbitrary where they are. They're just putting places that, Hey, we got to fill this gap, plug this kid in over here. And they know that that house offers zero value to them. That administration knows that they're setting that kid up for failure.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think we do a pretty good job of avoiding that as well. Yeah um, there's sometimes there's only so much you can do you only learn so much about a person in 6 months but uh at the same time you can tell with personalities what's going to mesh and what's not and if someone has the motivation to keep themselves going
0: Yeah and I think the other thing too right is John that is you know you very much when you have a program that's pretty tight like yours you can really die you can you can really dissect those people pretty quickly to determine their work ethic and then who needs a stronger yeah, push put, put
1: right? a new guy who already doesn't know what he's doing under stress and watch what happens correct
0: and i think that that's powerful when you have a dedicated program like that you have the abilities to put together a training program that can set everyone up in that class for success but the real yeah. you know but we have to be honest too there are some people that just are not cut out for this job
1: That is still very much a thing. You just have to be careful how you say it to them. Well, that's it. Right. Give them the
0: tools, (laughs) give them the opportunity and give them the knowledge.
1: Every fair chance. 1000%. Yeah. Don't treat them any different though. That's, that's a big thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. How hard was that for you?
1: In my situation, it wasn't hard. Um, I was pretty fortunate. Everything worked out, um, very well. I had a great class. Good. Um, but I have come across those kinds of situations and sometimes it's okay for them to figure that out on their own. Sometimes it's gotta be a, Hey man, let's, let's figure this out. Let's yeah. What, what's next? Yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. I think I, I didn't want to, I'm not putting you on the spot with that question in a way, what yeah. I, the, the intent of that question was, I want to kind of segue a little bit because I want to get back to how we started this conversation was about how we met. And the reason, okay. why, the reason why I bring that up is when I sat down, and I want to go into it a little bit, but, you know, we, you guys invited us in with open arms, and it was uh, just an incredible opportunity. And what do you guys want for breakfast? What do you want for lunch? I'm like, you guys are crazy. You don't need to do any of this. And we sat Too down. I, yep. <laughs> it, it was incredible. It was, it was a, a very uh, welcoming day. And um, when we sat around and just had coffee and and breakfast first thing in the morning, um, you know, sitting around that kitchen table, there was not anyone disconnected from what was happening in the building, meaning everybody was appeared to be all in. Now, obviously, somebody has a bad day or we have a couple guys that are not all in, but your house that day was all in. And I don't know yeah. if it was because you had guests there, but a lot of times when guests arrive, people shy away. They don't they don't want to be involved, you know? Yeah. I it it was a moment for me where you could really understand the setup and dynamic of the company, which then speaks to the department, which then speaks to its foundation, which is that training academy. And that's what that's kind of the how I wanted to segue here is that what you were able to do from going from the street to the training academy was to instill the correct Ideas and ideology of what you guys Want and expect out of your people and it Came right. through when I visited
1: Yeah I mean hosting new People never gets old um, Working at a downtown firehouse it's It's pretty frequent um, but when You get people who Are in town for the purpose of Talking to the the local fireman uh, Yeah we're going to make that a good time for you Guys come on in um, Yeah breakfast and lunch were not an option You were staying for that whether or not you knew it Um Keep the coffee hot. Keep the conversation going. And, and uh, as you could tell, the rest takes care of itself. Um, we're all from the same cut. Everyone gets each other. Um, that's that's very much the culture down there and, and around most of the county. Uh, it's just a good place to be uh, mentally and physically. Is it because your program programs them to be that way? Yes and no. It sets them up to be that way, but mm. it's up to them to, to keep it going. You can lose that just as quick as you get it. Um, and by the rest of us being so into it, I think it's kind of hard to lose it.
0: Well, and that's it, right? We're a product of our environment. Yeah. It showed. It it certainly showed. Um, and it was cool. And, you know, for me, it's always fun when I get to meet guys and they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, just small talk. And then, like, as the conversation goes on, the... You come to I come to realize like, oh, they do they already know what National Fire Radio is, or they listen to the podcast, or they know the social media. And for me, it's one of those moments where I'm like, these guys, why don't they just say hello in the beginning? Like, why did not they just say like you know what I mean? Because then it's like yeah. I don't have to like explain and like who's this guy? Like, why is this guy here? Why is he so loud? We, we you know, we have
1: to vet you the same as any other new guy coming through the door. There's a process.
0: You know what? Well said. Very well said. For sure. I mean, you guys were kind and gracious enough to open up your doors to me, and so to be to to do that, and then to show that off, there has to be a level of trust. So, one
1: hundred percent. Very yeah. well
0: said, for sure. So from there, that was your house. I mean, that was your baby, right? You, uh, yeah. it was. I know you enjoyed there. That was uh, how long were you in that? That's so downtown. So it should be said, right? So Frederick County. Break it down for me a little bit, just apartment wise, so people have an understanding if they're not familiar. Uh, um. What type of department, it's, the size, things like that.
1: It's a, it's a a writer just shy of 600 people, um, about 30 stations around the county, um, a handful of stations in the downtown area that's pretty urban. Um, the county part of it has anything from um, suburban neighborhoods or some more uh, urban stuff out there to very rural areas that we cover. Staffing is changing all the time to improve. Uh, which is not something a lot of places yeah. can say. Um, moving people around, staffing new apparatus all the time um, to serve the diverse county we have the best we can because there's a lot going on. Makes
0: for a fun time because you have the ability then to try different things within your environment.
1: Yeah, you you get to dabble in a little bit of everything, um, so you stay pretty polished in both uh, rural and, and urban stuff, and they're pretty different.
0: Yeah, so downtown, the companies are right on top of each other, um, which was cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, which
0: which is all part of the game.
1: Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, it it, uh, it keeps you on your toes a little more. Um, not a lot of time to think. You get better at making decisions uh, pretty quick. We walked
0: out of your house, walked around the corner to the truck company, which was like one block down, one block yep. over, basically, right. And uh, and yep. then there's another engine company down the road by like eight blocks or something like that. Right. If I remember correctly. So we were talking about it as we're walking and we're going to these different firehouses and we're checking it out. And the whole conversation, the whole time is like, you gotta be on your game. Like when those tones drop, you're out the door and you got to move because the next thing company can dice you at an intersection. If you're literally three seconds behind.
1: Yeah. And, um, the majority of the guys down there are pretty good at predicting what's going to happen. Even if uh, someone's coming out of the bathroom <laughs> on the way to the box, you have that 15 seconds to account for it. Changes who's going to be at what light. So, uh, it, yeah, and the, the time of day, everything, the weather. <laughs> it makes it fun, though. Oh, well, right. Oh, yeah. Like when yeah, when you, yeah, when yeah,
0: you yeah. have that sense of competition and it's good competition, it shouldn't be, you know, we're not you know it should be said like it's not one of those things where it's like break the law and do this and that to you know or yeah. push guys out of the way that type of thing this yeah. is a friendly competition to get that position to where you belong mm-hmm. though and it and the guys yeah. carry that right that's super important to you guys
1: yes yeah everyone uh, moves with a purpose regardless of what's going on
0: <sighs> i love it that's exciting it's a place that you want to be i mean and that's the thing there's so many you know how many firehouses there are. When the tones drop, guys
1: get up. They take their time. They walk over. You know what I'm saying? And you guys are yeah. out the door. Yeah, there's there's a lot to that mentality. Also, uh, somehow those people got there, and somehow we got where we are. So,
0: hmm. let's break that down. I've it, awkward silence for a minute, but you're absolutely right. Seeking out a place and environment that you want to be in, right? Yeah. Yeah. With with a job as big as yours, though, you have the ability to to go to a place that represents the type of fireman you want to be.
1: Yes. Uh, and you also have the ability to, to change that one way or the other. So if you want to be that dude that slowly puts his recliner back in to uh, check what the call is and look at his phone and everything else, grab his last sip of coffee before he goes, or you have the guy that is already ready to go and. In the middle of doing something productive instead of kicking himself out of a chair to uh, make the response. How do we do that? Positive influence from the top. Mm. And honestly, and the bottom, like the new guys we're talking about coming out, if they're still moving and the rest of the shift is still moving, what are you doing sitting there? And if they don't get it, they don't get it. You can't teach that. You know that as well as I do.
0: I do. I just like hearing other people say it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, because I I do this so often, and I have so many conversations, and and so on, and and you know, a lot of the conversations are the same. You know, um, I love when other people talk about that, though. I get so many, you know, John. I get so many people that say to me at the end of one of my classes or or conferences or whatever, they they come up to me, or even during, because I love doing question and answer when I do, you know, my my classes. And I get a lot of culture questions about like, well, what if like nobody wants to do anything and I'm the, I'm the only guy there that like wants to hustle and I, you know, I want to make myself better. I want to train. I wish I, could be, I wish I could be in a busier company. I wish I could be in a company surrounded by incredible people that want to work like I do. Yeah. And I have, I have my response to that. I'd love to hear what yours is if you wouldn't mind.
1: Uh, you gotta be able to unlock a little different level of motivation for yourself to mm. keep yourself going. Cause I've I've been there where I've been drained and there's not a lot else going on. Um, and it, it it can take over pretty quick. But you gotta find something to recharge your battery and keep yourself going. Cause you're not always gonna be in a place where you have a dude hitting you in the ass telling you to hurry up or uh shape up what you look like or what you're doing. So whether it's hitting classes outside of your state to look at new perspectives on things, um, trying a new discipline, something you might not have been interested in before. Get out of your comfort zone. Um, do what you can to motivate yourself and keep your own batteries charged because it's not everyone is always gonna have someone else to do it for you. And uh, it it shows.
0: I couldn't agree with more. I always tell everybody don't sacrifice your own morals, ethics, and values for someone else.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that goes back to what we were talking about before the uh, recording started. As long as you do the right thing, 99% of the time, everything else will shake out the way it's supposed to.
0: Doing the right thing is always doing the right thing. I agree with you. I think, you know, with with this conversation, you can't throw the towel in. You can't let other people allow you to not be you. If you have a hustle in your step or you want to better yourself, let your work speak for itself. You know, I think part of this conversation too, though, is you can't, you can't push back on them and say, look at me, look what I'm doing. You need to be more like me. I think sometimes we need to work in silence and let our work speak for our actions.
1: Yeah. Um, If you allow someone with uh, a less than positive mentality affect the way you do your job, Maybe you're not as strong as you thought you were, mm. and that's on you.
0: This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space custom design one-offs to department orders. They can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on and they provide nothing but top shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at Taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the national fire radio podcast and platform and Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, For a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFRSENTME. That's NFRSENTME for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. This episode is brought to you by the affordable standpipe prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I wanna hop into it real quick. It is designed with a four-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized schedule 10 pipe The cart manifold are powder coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about Standpipe and FDC connections. Having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture and then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. You could wheel the cart out that's on casters, you wheel it out into the parking lot, and that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve and a system pressure gauge. You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. Reach out to Steve and the crew, info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Ask for a demo, ask for information, or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the affordable standpipe prop can do for you. I love how you're just sitting there with a smile, like just a smirk. That is- I mean, you you know what I'm talking about. I do, but I want to hear you say it. I mean, that's the thing about this. That's the beautiful thing about this is you're 100% right. 100% right. You know, so many people want to focus on themselves and then they like, well, I'm the martyr. Look at me. I'm the best guy in this house because I'm doing this and I'm, and I was that guy. I used to be that guy when I was young. I didn't understand that. I didn't have the maturity or understanding that I have today that I would rather just put my head down and work and let, let them talk about you and let them see your work. than sit here and advertise to everybody how wonderful you are.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, you don't always need to be the loudest guy in the room. As long as you know you, you're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Freaking 100%, man. The only problem is I'm loud. That's the problem. So well,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: that's how we got here. <laughs> that's 100% true. You know, the other thing with this conversation, too, and even yourself, 15 years and 15 years and almost 15 years in Frederick County, Yeah, you're not always going to get the home run spots. Throughout a course of your career, whether it's through promotion or whatever, they're going to plug you into the equation of where they need you at the time. But hopefully you yep. can get back to where you are. But sometimes we end up in places we don't want to be, surrounded by people we don't want to be with. We can't throw in a towel.
1: You are always in control to some degree of how things are playing out where you are. So uh, make the best of what you can control. And if it's something you can't, roll with it. Don't get hung up on it. Just keep going, and you always have the ability to make that impact to make it better. Yep, do what you can. Do what you can with what you got. It takes work. It yes, yes it does. Um, but at the end, those batteries are recharged, mm. and uh, you're rewarded for your hard work. That's what you were talking about.
0: Yeah, I I think some of the, I think some of the best things that you could have is is. Um, gratification, fulfillment, right? Like you, you know, teaching at the Academy class and then coming out in the street and seeing some of your probies that are out there now, and maybe they have a year or two in on the job. Now they've caught some work. They're catching some real, you know, streets experience. It's gotta be very fulfilling for you in
1: your career. It is. Yeah. Um, and it's something I didn't, something I didn't expect almost, mm. um, yeah, that break uh, that break proud that, break that down. Break that down for me. What did what do you mean by that? I saw these guys walk in on their first day and they needed help wiping their ass and now they're uh, some of them are learning how to drive. Like where did the time go and how quickly are you developing? That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and for you to be a part of that process, the early process where we're most yeah. impressionable, right? I mean, that's where we really form our attitude, wants, and desires for what the fire service can offer us is very much in the early stages.
1: Yes, molding the clay early, uh, the positive impact that you can provide, and uh, give them the tools to handle the rest of it.
0: What does that do? What does it do for you? I mean, fulfillment's important, obviously, but like, do you do you get a, like a, a sense of high or euphoria from that? Like when you see yeah, the guys in a- the f-
1: that's a long-term good feeling when you still mm. see your guys out being successful. That's not an acute thing. It's not just graduation day. All right, they're gone. You don't see them again. I'm going to see these dudes every day. I'm at work at some uh, point.
0: You push other guys to go to the Academy to, to help to teach.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know the inner workings before I got there. Um, but seeing everything from the inside out, start to finish you definitely view it differently. Everything's the way it is for a reason because it works very well. It works.
0: Mm. How different is the process now compared to when you came on 15 years ago?
1: Um, It's very different, but it's more structured and um, a lot more purpose to all the little things. Interesting. A lot more purpose. Everything you're doing, there's a reason. Um, you might not know it right then, but you'll. it might be the next day your, your little light bulb will go off and you'll be like, oh, okay, now I get it. Or it might be graduation day that your light bulb goes off and you go, oh, that's why we did that.
0: Did you have that moment too as an instructor? Were there times where you were like, oh, that makes sense?
1: Yeah, when you start to see the end result and you're like, wait a minute, this worked. Yeah,
0: that's cool, man. That yeah. is that is super cool to be able to put that all together. You know, it's um it takes an architect to have a vision and to play the long game, right? Chess. Yeah, and
1: it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight planning something like that either. That is years and years and years of work. And respect for the process. Yes. I don't think we value the process
0: enough. I think today we, we try to expedite the process, um, because we're an immediate society. Everything yep. that we want today is immediate. I, if I want it, I'm going to go get it. If I need knowledge, I can go read it or get it or see a video or go to YouTube and learn how to change a headlight. Like we can gain knowledge quickly today
1: more than ever, but yeah,
0: but it's the process, right? Yeah.
1: And to be fortunate enough to have, uh, management above us that not only allows us but encourages us to do things the right way the right way there um a lot of places don't have that like we were talking about before taking the edge off of things is becoming the norm and to have people above you that are saying no stick to it it's pretty big
0: that's huge because there's not many administrations or command staffs that We'll take a hard, we'll draw a line of the sand anymore. We are, yeah. we have become, like I said before, vanilla, very gray, whatever you want to call it. We have rounded the edges in in most places within the fire service.
1: Yeah. yep. Yeah. And uh, some places you just can't let that happen or it changes the outcome drastically.
0: How does that Man, I'm just racking my brain right now because it's like, how do we get there? How do we get a command staff, an administration that believes in the very mission of what the fire service stands for? Because at the end of the day, the fire ground doesn't care about your feelings. No. And yet we do now more than ever. We care about your feelings. We are a thoughtful and more caring fire department for our people.
1: Yeah. I mean, hopefully uh, a little bit of influence can play a part in other places will take note of what some places are doing and seeing what kind of product they're putting out there and change their ways to get there. Or this new generation that was brought up under this this way that we're doing things, as they start to take bigger leadership roles, it might come back as a big thing. Mm. Your, your,
0: um, your administration staff, do you have a lot of guys? I met a few chiefs from your department. You have guys mm-hmm. that have years in the yes. job. A lot of, a, I shouldn't say a lot cause I don't know, but a few guys that I've spoken to have enough years to know what the, the old school Frederick County, Maryland department looked like versus where right. you are today. Right. Number wise. Right. right. And so on growth and so forth. So maintaining those values while becoming more current takes special people.
1: Balance, balance, understanding what, um, should be held on to and what needs to be put in a museum is very important.
0: You're that's
1: gold. That break that down. I say that again. Uh understanding what needs to be held on to or what needs to be put in a museum. <sighs> Bro. That's if it's brass it probably needs to go in a museum. It's cool, but let's look at it from a distance.
0: That's tight. That is that's one of the best lines i've had in a podcast in a very long time. I think exploring that and breaking that down it speaks volumes to exactly what we're dealing with across the board. Across the board in the fire service.
1: Yeah, why why are you holding on to that? Like what purpose does it serve now versus hey, maybe we should change the way we do things. Um let's take the good bits and pieces out of that and adapt a little bit because it's uh 2023 and we got to catch up. <laughs>
0: I love it. And we need people to understand that. That's the, that's the factor, right? We can, we can go down that road and we can, we can say that, but we got to have people that can actually stick to their guns and do that.
1: Uh, Yeah. Talk is cheap.
0: And you know, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Talk is so freaking cheap and it's everywhere. It's lip yeah. service. There's lip service everywhere we go these days. It, it is the fire department. So mm. yeah,
1: going back to those egos we were talking about for sure. For sure
0: pushes you though i mean you know it's exciting as a captain right you have uh you know different companies that you've been in um you guys run different disciplines rescue truck engine houses uh you know there's ems involved as well and so on but it's got to be fun for you a little bit i know that your scenery has changed since i saw you last and you were in you're in a different house and i believe you said you might be going somewhere else soon
1: in November. I move again, um, which is good. I like change. Mm. Um, I like trying new things. So um, another tool in the toolbox. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm optimistic for sure.
0: I like change. That is not easily thrown around in the fire service.
1: No, no, it's not. Why? Um,
0: Why do you like change? Like what, back to the museum, 100%. But why do you like change? Is it change good for the sake of change or change for the sake of being better?
1: Change for the sake of being better, but I'm also, I have a really ADD personality. I Mm. need something new to keep my attention. Um, Yeah, I like a little bit of routine in my day, but I like when new things spark my interest and I can look at them a little differently, um, that... I like looking at new things and learning new things versus touching on old things that I've maybe done a couple different ways. It's just more exciting.
0: All in mentality.
1: Yeah. That's the ADD.
0: Yep. Get my hands on this. I'm going to learn everything about it. I'm going to take this saw apart 175 times to understand every working piece of it. And I'm not just going to over it,
1: break it a couple different ways and uh, figure out how to put it back together.
0: We need more of that. We need more of it. We need that. I you know, I, I I listen, I'm guilty of it too, right? I sometimes I breeze over things when I should be in the trenches really learning it. I'm not just talking about the fire service, I'm just talking about life in general. Yeah. I wish I had more of that. Uh, not everybody yeah. has that
1: focus. Oh, or lack of focus, it depends mm-hmm. on the day. <laughs>
0: Oh God, you're killing me because now I'm really starting to examine my own life here. But uh, there's something to that. I, for, for somebody that likes change and then challenges themselves to adapt to the change, right? Make themselves, yeah. push themselves to be better, to learn, to grow from it. It makes you a better person, makes you a better firefighter for sure.
1: Yeah, problem-solving keeps you uh, able to make decisions a little bit differently and uh, think outside the box a little differently.
0: Yeah, so from rescue to truck to engine, what's your
1: uh, – where, where you, where you, uh, what's your so flavor? My assignments in Frederick have included heavy rescues mm-hmm. um, and engine companies, obviously. Um, I'm getting ready to be at a company with a truck. Uh, that'll be the first time I've been assigned to one in my time in Frederick. So I'm excited to learn that aspect Um, where I grew up volunteering. We have a truck, um, but it's a little bit more of a suburban rural place. So we'll see. I'm excited to dip my feet in a new discipline and uh, test myself, I guess. I love that.
0: I love it. And you're willing to do it. You're willing to be vulnerable enough to learn the spot and be humble enough to recognize that you're still learning that spot.
1: Absolutely. Show me the ways.
0: Mm. Well, how important is it when you come into a new house as a captain? Break it down for me. Like, what's your mindset? Are you do you sit back in the beginning, or do you lay the you lay it down in the beginning? This here's the expectations. I'm not a, I'm
1: not a lay it down kind of guy unless mm. it needs to be laid down. Got it? Uh, I'm not big into making waves unless there's a glaring issue. I like observing uh, and making small adjustments as needed. Unless, like I said, there's a glaring issue. But uh, I'm very go with the flow. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, Just keep things updated. Keep it fresh.
0: But there's a level of expectation, though, and a level of service delivery.
1: Oh, yeah. Expectation. I can can keep that standard high Mm. um, while sitting back and observing as well. And I can adjust my expectations from there, too. They can always change. Sometimes you need to drop them. Sometimes you need to raise them. Uh, drop them to get to a realistic aspect, so everyone can get on the same page eventually. But uh, you shouldn't drop them just to drop them and accept that as the new standard.
0: Sometimes dropping's easier, and so we want to make things easier for ourselves. You're yeah. not, you're not a make it easier for me type of guy. You're a guy that, again, no, you're all I'm in. willing
1: to take on the work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take it if it means it works better.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And the other thing, too, you said it's the little things, right? Observing and watching, and, and it's those little things, and it's part well, yeah, of Yeah, the... you
1: don't know people's personalities. Yeah. So yeah. you come in there and lay the law down day one. You think that's going to work out if you got a bunch of hard-headed dudes? Because it is the fire department.
0: Right. 100%. 100%. Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I always like to hear, like, how, and and knowing you, getting to know you, um, you know, from that first time we met and spent the day together and then... uh I saw you, we did, uh, there was an event a few months back that, uh, I stopped down at and just, uh, you guys were super grateful, gracious enough to have me sit on a panel that you guys did after a day of training. Um, that was a lot of
1: fun, man. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. That was something different. We don't typically do stuff like that. And I love that that happened. That was awesome. It, uh, you got to hear from people from all different experience levels within our department. Some Mm. people I didn't even know. Yeah. But that's—I'll sit there and listen all day. If you—if you want to talk about problems and drink a beer and talk shop, I'm in. You had um,
0: there were a couple really dynamic, so it was pretty cool because it was all people from your own department, and then like two or three outsiders. And right, you know, you guys were nice enough to extend that invitation to me, and just I bring a different perspective than, you know, most, right? It's just my my upbringing and exposure in the fire service and what I do is just very different than most. Um, and so, you know, but with that though, when you had your own people speaking and they, it was an environment that allowed them to speak and you had new and senior there. Um, and some of them, you know, there was one message where they talked about EMS and said, you know don't devalue what we do because it you just it it destroys us you know destroys the culture it can tear it's people a, down and it's a
1: huge part of what the yeah. new guys are doing in our department so yeah. why would you do that
0: it's a, and and what they oh you're on the ambulance today <laughs> you know and yeah that goes a very long way, and and so you know there were conversations like that that came out. This was again informal setting. It was uh, it was outside in the picnic grove of the union hall, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it was informal after a day of of training um, in memory of of a fallen brother, um, and then it was crack a cold one you know, sit down and, and let's just talk some shop. And yep. I think a lot of value came out of that. What was really cool too, John, was to watch people that weren't even in the panel, guys that were in the crowd, be willing to speak their minds too about topics.
1: Yep. Chime in and even even uh, ask questions that they were genuinely curious about and getting six different perspectives on it. And yeah. then the con- the conversation continuing after the whole thing was over is like, that's what gets ideas going in the fire department.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I met a bunch of great people that day. Um, you know, there are a lot of like-minded people within your department. and It was fun to meet them. I, I mean, uh, uh, Chad, uh, the battalion oh, chief, yeah. I'm, I'm losing his last he name came. at the moment. Like, I want to get him on the show. We've been going back and forth trying to get him on. I want to get him on because he had such a cool perspective. We had a conversation that night. I wanted to break this down real quick for you or with you. We had a conversation that night where I was saying we need firemen to promote. We need firemen, career volunteer to go up the line because we need to have a seat at the table. The, the guys and girls that are hard-hitting firemen need firemen at the decision table. Yep. And it's, you know, so many company officers or they stop at company officer or they don't want to promote or or run for position outside of firefighter to an officer spot or up the line to a battalion or deputy or district, whatever it is, because they just don't want to do that. It's going to take them out of the firefighting aspect, but we need them there. And that made yeah. for a great conversation.
1: It is, it is necessary to maintain that balance and to uh, keep that door of communication open, fireman to fireman versus um, fireman to office occupant with a closed door.
0: <laughs> I, and, and we are, there are more and more of them in the fire service, for sure. Yeah.
1: And while there are positions where that may be an excellent thing and fine, but uh, balance. Balance balance
0: I also think too in in those situations it's the people that are making those operational decisions need to have a have a connection to the trenches and yeah. the administrator with and we need administrators too fire department yeah. needs well, people when,
1: when you lose that because of the politics is when you start to have some of the issues that we were talking about earlier with yeah uh, things getting softer yeah for
0: sure for sure well it was a great night and um and you know and so you and I just to, to bring it back around we were we, that was like second or third time we have spoken, and you know it was just nice to you know do that. But it was refreshing to watch what is happening there, um, and to be a part of that. And uh, you know it was just uh, a lot of fun for me to yeah. be a part of that for sure. Yeah. So and for you moving forward now, I mean you got new opportunities, you got new things in front of you um, yep. as a boss being at uh, being at that informal event, if you will. I mean, it gives you an insight into what is happening on the levels
1: that you're not involved with. Yeah, questions I would not have necessarily thought about. um, And good points all the way around. A lot of things I was aware of, but don't know how to put into words, and Mm. other people put them into words. So,
0: Yeah, and it's always fun getting multiple perspectives on the same topic.
1: Yes, especially unfiltered. That's the way to be. We
0: often surround ourselves with people that, you know, we always say hang out with like-minded people. Surround yourself with winners. Sometimes, though, we need losers to remind us, or sometimes we need a differing opinion that can make sure it can either reinforce our position or it can make us take pause.
1: Yeah, reality checks are very important. Um, Keep yourself grounded. Don't put yourself above anyone else. You still need to be able to keep your mind open and listen to what else is going on. might not be something you're into. It might not be something you agree with right now but you need to understand it.
0: How do we do it? How do you do it?
1: Keeping an open mind. Mm. Be willing to listen to whatever, even if you know from the start, you don't like the topic or you know the direction they're going. Be willing to at least listen and put things down so you can understand them so that you know where this person's coming from or where this perspective is coming from. And then you can adjust whether you want to adjust or not, but you got to be willing to. You don't have to, but you got to be willing to.
0: That's that all-in conversation, though. Yeah. Because if you're not all-in, if you're not all-into-the-job, not all-into-your-people, you're not going to even give that conversation any thought.
1: Yeah. And that is uh, just as contagious as anything else. If you want to close your mind up and be stubborn, you'll start seeing it with the people below you, too. With That's just the way it is mentality. It shouldn't be the way it is.
0: We see it all the time, man. <laughs> we really do. I mean, it's, I love, I love your demeanor because you sit there, you have this smirk and you just, you say these things that are just, we could, we could speak an hour on each one of these comments you make. I mean, and it's, and it just speaks to how methodical and, and, um, calculating you are in your approach. It's powerful. Yeah. Where does just that come correct. from?
1: Where does it come from? Um, my dad was a really organized guy. Mm. Uh, I don't consider myself a super organized b- guy, but uh, part of his brain is still functioning up there and trying to get out. So uh, my brain might be organized; uh, things in front of me might not be. Yeah, I get it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There needs to be there needs to be reason and structure for things that I do. It just makes it more comfortable.
0: I love that. I love it. I, I'm. You look at my office around me, my studio, and there's clutter and shit everywhere, and yet there is order to it, though.
1: Yeah, prioritizing. Mm. Prioritizing what what needs to be handled right now versus what can I put on the back burner until tomorrow, maybe. Got it. What's your upbringing? Did you grow up in the fire service? Um no. Um, my grandfather was a volunteer in Pennsylvania, um, but. He wasn't involved to the point where it would have influenced me so much. Got it. Um, I started. I was in a summer camp when I was 13 years old, and we took a tour of the local firehouse in Westminster, Maryland, where I live now. And uh, that day, I left with an application to be a junior firefighter, and uh, never looked back. Really? Yeah. It what was, was. Hey, it? we have. It was. It was. It was. All of it. Yeah, it was a firehouse being walking through a firehouse as a 13 year old. What's cooler than that? And I'd never spent any time around that kind of stuff before. So, um, yeah, hey, we have junior firefighters if any of you guys are interested. And I looked around and no one else raised their hand. Uh, yeah, I'd like to try that out. I don't know what the hell that means, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, my parents would drop me off at the firehouse for our little meetings and trainings or whatever, and hooked. Hooked. It's a, uh, it's easy to get hooked on that with a thirteen-year-old ADD brain. There is so much to tiny this. things, flashing lights, sharp objects, everything your mom <laughs> told you not to do.
0: Absolutely, man! Yeah. It gives you the environment to get in trouble for sure. I got in yeah, tons but it of. Also it also keeps you out of trouble. Well, that's it. That's absolutely it, right? It's yep. it's definitely an environment that uh, I wish more people, more young people, understood, um, and we need to do a better job at educating about what this is all about. Um, Young people are required and we got to bring them in and we need to educate them. You guys do a very good job in educating your, your uh, probie classes and so on recruitment though. Um, When you have a, what's
1: that? That recruitment is weird.
0: Talk to me. What do you mean by that?
1: You don't want to try too hard to recruit people to like what you're doing because you want them to be the ones coming to you. There's just not a lot of that. I, I'm just going to.
0: I'm with you. I I understand. I love, I love, God, I love talking to you. I feel so dumb when I talk to you, you are. I don't
1: know about that. No, I'm
0: dead serious, man. The, the, the timestamps, Look, at, I mean, people don't know like what I do, but like when I do this, you see the numbers on the side; those are all timestamps of like things that you say that I either want to explore further or we're gonna make sound bites for the podcast. I got a lot of sound bites today because your brain is an interesting place, brother.
1: Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's just so there's just the way you you form your, your sentences and, in in representing, you know, the different topics we're talking about. It's, you're super passionate about it. It comes through. I mean, it absolutely comes through and you're right. We want people through recruitment. We don't, if we over recruit, we bring in anyone we're selling them.
1: Yeah. And then it makes that, um, the product that you get out of the Academy, there's a lot more of convincing them to love the job Mm. if they came to you. If they came to you, they're already into it and they're not just going to go through the academy just to try the job out. They know they're in it.
0: Do you find people are coming to Frederick because they've heard about the environment and they want
1: to, and, and they want to be there? It is definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to, uh, thanks to people like chief Malta who, who are sticking to the plan. Um, social media is a thing for the generation. If they see what you're doing at that pace and with that passion, and attention to detail, and the, that structure—if that's what they're looking for, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come to you. Um, but you're also gonna have those guys and girls that have just always wanted to try something different. Try public service. Try public safety. Let me try being a firefighter. They might get into it and love it, and that's awesome. But it might take a little bit more of a of a push. Of, hey, man, I know you like this job so far, but do you really get it?
0: That is um that's a really interesting conversation. I think that being able to educate and promote your job. I think I talk about it all the time when I do marketing and media projects with different manufacturers. I talk about, you know, the best way to sell is not to sell. The best way to sell is to educate. And an educated yeah. consumer is the best consumer. And it's very much that in the fire service. Give them an opportunity to get a look under the covers, under the hood. What's happening yeah. there?
1: Make them hungry. Yeah.
0: Same Take with companies. Home. Same with you being a captain, going to your new house. You want people, listen, not saying the house is bad. You don't know yet. You haven't been there. But when you get there, and if the environment's not what you want, you can start to craft and shape that environment to what you want. If you build it, they will come.
1: Sure. 100%. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Takes patience.
1: Uh, Yeah. And that's not something I've always had a lot of, so uh, adapt.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I find I have patience. I lack patience in a lot of uh, areas of my life, but I seem to have patience for the things that are most important to me. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think-
1: and that's almost more difficult because you want results now, mm. but you're willing to wait.
0: I'm not willing to take shortcuts when shortcuts
1: aren't going to get me to where I want to be. Right. It's your end result. It's your vision and you want it to come out the way you want it. It's a piece of art.
0: Life is art, man.
1: Yeah. It's your paint stroke.
0: Bro, you got another 10, 15, 20 years ahead of you. You looking forward to it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because um, my ideas on what I want to do change by the day. So Mm. who knows? Who knows where it'll take me, where I'll end up. That's exciting. Just trying new stuff out. Yeah. As long as my body holds up, I'll be there.
0: <laughs> well, I can tell you this, man. Thank you. This was a, an awesome conversation today. Um, you know, it's nice to get back and to just, uh, I took a little hiatus from the podcast. So it's been a couple of weeks since I really have started putting down episodes only because we've had so much travel and so many projects going on. It's mornings yeah. like this, man, you and I, uh, you, you fired me up today. Like this has been a, unbelievable conversation that I think brings tremendous value for so many people. And um, I just want to thank you for doing that. Something I want to hit on real quick before we go. Not everything has to be firefighting. Sure. I know you're a big craft beer guy. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk beer for a minute. Look, your face actually lit up. Your face actually (laughs) lit up more now than it did about talking about yourself or
1: the fire service. It's different. Change the topic. Like I said, I like change. So let's go. What do you got? Well,
0: we're uh we're in October. We got a lot of different things happening right now. Give me your um give me your forecast on winter beers. Give me give me a breakdown.
1: Oh, it is fast beer season right now. Anything coming out of Germany I'm into. Um next month I'll probably make that transition into the dark beers. Um, and I mean dark beers.
0: Stouts, um, double stouts, dark dark. Oh, it, yeah. Russian
1: Imperials drink with a yeah. fork. Yes, give me midnight. That's what really? I really yeah, send me into the darkness.
0: Some oatmeal double
1: stout. Yeah, like I'll draw a line somewhere if it gets a little wacky, but uh I I love any and all styles. You do. I but I will just as easy sit here and drink a trash light beer and enjoy it just as much as anything else. It just depends on the environment. I get it. I'm watching football, I could do whatever. Yeah. But uh,
0: football beer might be a little bit different than uh, you know Friday yeah. night uh, you know out.
1: Yeah, if I'm gonna have one or two to unwind, I'm gonna mm. be a lot more picky. But uh, so I what's in what's breweries. in your fridge right now? I could probably give you one of anything you want. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, right now, lots of Oktoberfest style beers, Dunkles, um, Hefeweizens, which are not necessarily right now. I'm not a okay. big I'm not a big Hefeweizen guy. Yeah, I have to be in the mood. Yeah. My mood changes. I get it. Um, I'm always an IPA guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But
0: I have um, found, you know, summer is IPA all, all the time, you know, yeah. and it's just uh, sitting outside, but they vary so greatly and um, I like them snotty. I like them dirty, but I like clean and crisp too. And so- yep. There's a,
1: there's a mood for everything yeah
0: but man those nine percenters bang <laughs> oh, yeah. and
1: it also depends on what you eat.
0: yeah well that's it too man yep
1: that's if it you, if you're eating some some spicy wings and you got a nine percent uh ipa in front of you that you put down a little too quick because your mouth is hot yeah. think twice about order in a second when you yeah might your, change
0: up order. your brain is stinging like your lips man <laughs> yeah no 100%. doubt well that's cool. I mean, I just I love it because I think it's important. So many of us love the fire service so very much that it takes over a lot of what we do in life. And I do you think you
1: need something outside of it. Yeah. Um I get it. It's okay to be obsessed with your job. I certainly am, but uh get a hobby outside of it. Yeah. Stretch your brain a little bit.
0: Well, listen, I'm looking forward to cracking a cold one with you. Um Absolutely. and I'd love to I'm just going to invite myself over. I want to see what's in that fridge and, uh, and we'll figure it out. But, uh, Anytime, John, try me. John, thanks brother. I appreciate of you joining today. This was, this Time was for a
1: shameless g- plug.
0: Yeah. Do it. What do you got?
1: March 15th. Yes. I'm sorry. March, do Tuesday it. Yeah. March, March 14th, 15th and 16th of 2024 key city fire conference, Frederick, Maryland. We are in the planning phases. Um, Follow us on Instagram, look it up, Key City Fire, Facebook, whatever. We will keep you posted as things develop. That's going to be two days of lecture, one day of hands-on. A lot of cool stuff happening at night. Vendors, grand finale is going to be St. Patrick's Day in downtown Frederick, which is already something we do big. Um, There's no way this will not be a great event. So we are uh, very, very pumped to get this going.
0: I uh, I am very excited. I was supposed to allow you to put that plug in. And I as a terrible host. I uh, did not do a good job of I it. I don't. I
1: don't know about that.
0: I will say this. Um. Yeah. i Yeah. So we we were chatting about this before. Um. Frederick County is a place that fosters an environment to support a conference like this. And so if you hear this, you listen to this episode. Stuff will be coming out on social media. John, is there a, a website yet or just social there media? Is, what, what yep, c-
1: there is just social media. The website is not much right now, okay. um, but it will be changing by the week. So yeah. yeah, follow us on social media and watch it develop because it is very early and a lot of things are going to happen really quick with it, and it's I, going to be awesome.
0: And I do know that St. Patty's Day in Frederick County is
1: a destination is place
0: to be. It's a thing. It
1: is a thing.
0: Well, if I don't catch up with you before then, we will certainly crack one then. A thousand percent. I'll be waiting on you. John and Dad, man, thank you. Thanks for joining me today, pal. I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship, and uh, I appreciate what you do for the job. So keep up the hustle, pal. Thank you. Good. You got it. I'm going to sign off. Stay right here. Don't don't click out. All right. Stay here. I'm just going to sign off the podcast. I'll come right back to you, okay? Sounds good. Guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. John Haddad, a captain out of Frederick County, Maryland. Some great, great nuggets today out of this episode. It's episodes like this that fire me up, man. I'm back at it. We're back on a regular schedule again with the podcast. And so for me, it's that selfish selfish need I have to talk with rock stars that make me better. and uh, And that's why I challenge you at the end of every podcast to take these episodes, take them back to your firehouse and talk about them. Because when we talk about the job, we're making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.